Monday, December 24th, 2018. You are listening to the Daily Dose Sports Podcast, and I am your host, Clint Daly, coming to you from the Mile High City here in Denver, Colorado. You know, we get together every single weekday. We discuss the world of sports with a dose of common sense. We prefer to laugh at a lot of the sports world whenever possible because a lot of it is actually funny. Happy Monday to you, and, you know, happy Christmas Eve to you. Yeah, it is Christmas Eve, and I hope wherever this day finds you, that you are getting ready for your big Christmas. I hope you are roasting, I don't know, chestnuts on your open fire, Jack Frost is nipping at your nose, that I guess your stockings have been hung by the chimney with care in hopes that St. Nicholas will soon be there and that you are getting ready to have the happiest Christmas since Bean Crosby tap danced with Danny freaking K. Now, if you would like to contact the show, maybe let us know, I don't know, why you ended up on the naughty list yet again this year, we would love to hear from you. Hit us up on email, dailydosesports at gmail.com, or you can go over to Facebook or Twitter. Both of those handles are at dailydosesports, and you know, you can just think of it as kind of a confessional, or maybe you don't have to confess anything. Maybe you have a list. Maybe you have a question you'd like to ask us. Maybe you have a suggestion for the show. You know, understand this, it doesn't have to be a huge national story. If you have something specific you would like to ask us here at The Dose, Feel free to reach out, send it in. We will always take the time to get back to you and we just might end up using it on the show. Okay, so you know it is Christmas Eve, but you know full well that you forgot someone that you should have bought something for. Oh no, you're at the office. Somebody gave you something. You didn't have anything to give them back. Never fear, we have the solution for you. You can just say, hey, I did get you something. It's just taking a little bit of time to get to you. Here's what you do. You're looking for that perfect present? Go over to tpublic.com, search Daily Dose. There you will find Daily Dose t-shirts, Daily Dose hoodies, Daily Dose sweatshirts, stickers, coffee mugs, laptop covers, a number of Daily Dose items that are over there. And we can add more items if there is something over there you see that you would like us to add. Everything over at Public is reasonably priced. They will get it to you very, very quickly. So maybe you did forget someone for Christmas tomorrow. Never fear. Just head over to tpublic.com, get your things ordered, and they can get them to you quickly. And then you can say, hey, see, I didn't forget about you. I just didn't get it quite in time. It's just a little belated, that's all. But you'll still be sure that you take care of the people on your list. Hey, today on the show, we are going to be taking a look at a number of sports stories. few things coming out over the weekend that I do want to discuss. But you know, before we get to any of those things, it is that time of year. It is Christmas Eve. We know Christmas is tomorrow. Santa is coming tonight. And as a result, like we do every year, I've got a number of things that I am asking for. And I hate to be that way. Like, I hate to be that person always asking for things. Hey, I'm hoping to get this. Hey, I want this. No, you're just supposed to be thankful and grateful for what you have. And I'm trying not to be ungrateful. Like, I'm trying not to be a jerk about it, but... Santa, there are a few things that I I really do kind of want for Christmas this year. And don't worry, they're not specifically for me. It's not that I'm just a selfish jerk. I mean, I am. But it's not just that. I am asking for some things that are going to help all of us. It's not just about me. There are a number of people that these things are going to help. So here is our 2018 Daily Dose Christmas Wish List first thing that I want is I want some new, some better, some more creative NFL celebrations. Look, 
I have been a proponent of allowing celebrations in the NFL. If you want to spike the ball and you want to go all Billy White shoes on us, knock yourself out. I really don't care. I truly don't. I don't like it to be a huge long delay, but go ahead. This is the entertainment business. We all know that. So I don't have a problem if you go out there and you do some silly choreographed thing. We've seen a few attempts this year to be creative. We've seen some Duck Duck Goose. We've seen Tyler Lockett doing the Allen Iverson step over. I did kind of like that one. We've seen some limbo. We've seen bowling. We've seen dancing. And I see you working. That's not all bad. But I'm already getting sick of the team photo. Does every single team have to do the team photo after every single big play? I'm already tired of it. Everybody gathers around. A couple of the guys squat down and go all prison pose on us. Come up with something more original than that to do as a team. It's just getting a little bit old. I would like something new. I am hoping that Mr. Claus can help us out. Just kind of sow the seeds of a little bit more creativity among our NFL players. Because the NFL celebrations I'm seeing this year, they're getting a little old. They're getting a little stale. Come up with something new. Another thing that I'd like to see for Christmas this year, and this is specifically related to Christmas. Now, last year, here on The Dose, I told you some of my least favorite Christmas songs. You can go back and listen to it. I named a few songs. I I don't like them. I just don't like them. I think some of them are kind of weird. I think some of them are really, really slow and painful to listen to. I just don't like them. But... In this politically correct world that we live in, I am now hearing that there is actually a push in our country here, in the good old U.S. of A., to ban certain Christmas songs from being allowed to be played. You know, songs like Baby It's Cold Outside, or Santa Baby, or White Christmas, or whatever. Hey, we need to ban Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, because it teaches bullying. We need to just ban everything. If anything might be the tiniest bit offensive to some small section of the world, we need to make sure to ban it. It can't be allowed. Because what if someone's feelings got hurt? Hey, I'm not a big fan of any of those songs. I make fun of every single one of those songs. I'm not even a big fan of Rudolph. I mean, I'll watch it every year because it's just, you know, what we do. But I don't care if I ever hear or see any of those things again. But can we slow down a little on banning things? I mean, that is a little bit of a slippery slope, right? If they can ban just a song, can't they turn around and ban something else? I mean, what's next? Are we going to start burning books? going to start banning free speech? I know we're headed down that path. We're getting dangerously close to it. I mean, I guess you can do it. I mean, Hitler did it. But I'm not sure I want to follow his path to success, do I? Let's stay away from banning things just in general. I'm not a fan of just banning things. Let's have a little more sense than that. Okay. Let's get back to sports. Now, one other thing I'm asking for from good old St. Nick this year is I want an end to the star treatment in the NBA. Hey, I know the star treatment exists. And I know that stars have been getting the calls in the National Basketball Association for years. We saw Karl Malone get away with traveling every time he touched the ball. We saw Jordan in the push-off on Byron Russell. We have seen stars get the treatment. But the NBA is getting worse every single minute with their nonsense star treatment in this league. I'm sure you've all seen the clip just recently of Houston Rockets guard James Harden. He takes that slide to the side, takes five full steps on his pullback three, shoots the three, the ref is staring right at it, no call. Here's my problem with that. As bad as that is, as egregious as that is, my bigger problem 
is the fact that, say, nobody, say, I don't know, Brandon Knight did that same thing. Oh, he's getting called for a travel. But they're not going to call James Harden because he's a star. I know that the fans go to see the stars. I have heard for years how there should be no fouling out in the NBA games because, darn it, the fans go to see the stars. And I don't want to see a star sitting on the bench. Then stop doing stupid things. Stop fouling. Stop traveling. LeBron, Dwayne Wade, when you take six steps, you should get called for it because you are a star. You shouldn't get away with things out of everyone. You are the ones with the most talent. You shouldn't be getting away with these things too. If you foul out, if you commit violations, then you get them called. We're talking about the integrity of the game. Stop the stupid star treatment, Santa. It's absolutely insane. Got a couple more things that I'm asking Santa for this year. So here's a question. What college football bowl games are you looking forward to this year? I mean, of course, we're all looking forward to the playoff games, right? The Cotton Bowl has Notre Dame versus Clemson. Should be very, very interesting. The Orange Bowl has Oklahoma versus Alabama. I can't wait to see both of those games. And maybe the team you root for is in a bowl game. And then you have the championship game. So what are we talking? Games that you truly care about. Three, maybe four games. So you watch those games and that's it. Are there any other games you really care about? No, there's not. And I know that these bowl games do get TV ratings. And that's why we see so many of them. They don't just put them out there because no one watches them. Somebody watches them. But could we please get more than three, maybe four games that we actually care about? I mean, three out of 40? That's not great. We turn it on just for some background noise. There's nothing else on, so we turn them on. But could we please get something that means something? And I know what they say. Hey, do you see the way the kids got all excited when they won the Weed Eater Bowl? Yes, that's because they're competitors. They get excited because they win a game. Of course, I understand that. But as fans, I'm not excited. I don't really care. Like, I might turn it on and check. Is this a close game? No, click. All right, next. So I know that college football tells us how great these bowl games are. We should really be invested in them. There's just background noise to me. Unless it's a meaningful game, I really don't care. I'm not looking to expand the playoff to 16 or 64 or 94. Nothing like that. But could we just, if we just expanded it to 8, then all of a sudden we're getting up in the 10, 12 mark. Now we do care about some bowl games. That's much different than what we have now. Santa, could we please have a few more meaningful bowl games this year? You know, one other thing I'm asking Santa Claus for this year, and I don't know if he can help me with this because it's going to be tough, because I need him to kind of smack the media around a little bit. I need the media to stop telling us after every single Los Angeles Lakers game that they now have them figured out. Hey, the Lakers beat Portland last night. They are going to be way better than we expected. You know what? I'm just going to say it. They could be a top three seed in the West. Well, then the next night, they lose to, I don't know, the Spurs. The Lakers, they're not even going to be a playoff team. I don't even think they're going to make the playoffs. I think they're going to be a 9 or a 10 seed. They're just not very good. And nothing that they're doing right now is working. Could we just wait? Do we have to make a declaration on the Los Angeles Lakers after every single game? Because that means we're going to have 82 declarations, and I'm already sick of them. It's not even January yet, and I'm already sick of hearing about the Los Angeles Lakers. Because every single day... The media has to give me some great proclamation on how the Lakers are actually going to be. I don't know how they're going to be. Let's wait till January or February. I have an idea. I have an idea. They're probably going to be like a 5, 6, 7 seed somewhere in there. That's my guess. But let's go ahead and wait. I don't need a declaration 
every single time they step on the floor. I'm already getting sick of the Lakers. You know, another thing I'm asking Santa for is for him to have the media stop making these Pro Bowl arguments that make no sense. One of the things that we heard last week from the national media was that Carolina Panthers running back Christian McCaffrey had totally gotten screwed out of being named to the NFC team in the Pro Bowl. And you know, we hear these snub stories every single year. You can go back and look. Who got snubbed? Who got snubbed out of the Pro Bowl? Who didn't make the Pro Bowl and really should have? So-and-so got ripped off. How did they not vote him in? Christian McCaffrey should have got in. Hey, he's had a great year this year. There's no question about that. Christian McCaffrey is a Colorado kid. I'm rooting for him. And yet, who did he get beat out by? He got beat out by Saquon Barkley, Todd Gurley, and Ezekiel Elliott. Which one of those guys are you kicking out to make room for Christian? I can't kick any of them out. They all had phenomenal years. So I get what you're saying. Christian McCaffrey probably deserves some respect and should earn a spot into the Pro Bowl, but there's only so many spots. He can't. He can't get in. He suffers from Simon Fletcher syndrome. If you don't know who Simon Fletcher was, he was a phenomenal defensive end for the Denver Broncos back in the 80s. But in the 80s, he was always behind Bruce Smith, and he was always behind Howie Long, and he could never get into the Pro Bowl. Sorry, but which one of those two are you going to kick out? You can't. And so, you just don't get in. How about instead of whining about who didn't get in, we take a closer look at who did get in. Because some of these players shouldn't have got in. And you know who I'm talking about. Tom Brady. Yes. In fact, just speaking of the Pro Bowl, Santa, can you just make the whole Pro Bowl go away? While we're on that subject, let's just get rid of it completely. It's a complete waste of time. Do you realize this? Tom Brady has been elected to the Pro Bowl now 14 times in his career. Very impressive stuff. Very good stuff. He hasn't played in the actual Pro Bowl game since 2005. And he's only played in two games total. He doesn't care about the Pro Bowl. We don't care about the Pro Bowl. No one goes. No one watches. The game is in Orlando this year. It's not even in Hawaii like it used to be. I'm not sure Orlando is the paradise vacation most of these players are hoping to go on. So most of them don't go, and we end up going down. Okay, well, who else is out there? I don't know. Third? Fourth? So we end up with guys like Vince Young going to the Pro Bowl. How did he get to the Pro Bowl? Oh, he was eighth on the list? Well, yeah, I guess you got to go then. Let's just get rid of the Pro Bowl, Santa. I'm sick of it. And while we're talking about the NFL, I would like to ask Santa for another thing. I would like him to ask NFL teams to be a little bit smarter about the way they treat their franchise quarterbacks. Look, I realize you pay these franchise quarterbacks millions of dollars. So, hey, they had better play every single game, right? But I am telling you this. As a Broncos fan, if I have a franchise quarterback, I am going to be extra cautious when they get banged up because you have no idea when your favorite team might be trotting out a Brock Osweiler or a Trevor Simeon or a Paxton Lynch. But I'm telling you right now, it is not very fun to watch. If you have a Cam Newton, be careful. I understand his accuracy is not always great, but be careful. Take care of Cam Newton. He is a long-term investment. If you have Aaron Rodgers, if you have Carson Wentz, take care of them. I know you're sitting there and you're saying, hey, we're like, I don't know, five and seven right now. We could go out and we could win a few more games. Who cares? Shut them down and save them for next year when you actually could do something. You're not going anywhere this year. Shut them down. Take care of your franchise quarterbacks so they can take care of you. You don't want to be where I'm at right now in Denver. You don't want to be looking out there going, I just wish we had a quarterback. I, I just missed the days when we had Elway, when we had 
Peyton Manning. When we had Jake Plummer. When I am wishing for Jake Plummer, you know how bad it's gotten. Take care of your franchise quarterbacks. One final thing I am going to ask dear old Chris Kringle for, and that is simply this. Could we please have better 30 for 30s? I'm sorry. I'm sorry in advance. I really am. But I've been watching this new season of ESPN 30 for 30s. And I've told you, I love 30 for 30s. I love the documentaries. I love some of the interesting things that they show us. Some of the behind the scenes stories that we didn't know. But so far this year, the 30 for 30s, uh, they're not doing so good. They're not so interesting. The first episode was about Muhammad Ali fighting Larry Holmes back in 1980. Sad episode. We saw a former champion trying to fight well past his prime. He had no business getting in that ring and he got pummeled. Okay, I guess that's at least a little bit interesting, but it was mostly sad. Then we saw one about the guy that set the world record for free fall parachuting. Uh, okay, I guess. Then we saw one about the Buster Douglas-Mike Tyson fight. Hey, great idea. I was looking forward to this one. Except we had zero footage of Tyson's actual take on any of it. We only saw things from Buster Douglas' side. So it felt like we were only getting one half of the story. And you know why? Because we were only getting one half of the story. It just didn't fill out as well. I would have loved to have heard what Mike Tyson was thinking when he's grappling around looking for his mouthpiece on the mat and he couldn't find it. I would have loved to have gotten his thoughts. We didn't get that. And as a result, it wasn't a great product. I don't need 30 for 30s about poker or about pro wrestling. Those aren't sports. I don't need 30 for 30s about marathons. They're not interesting. Doing a lot of running and uh, cycling, swimming. Well, you know all about that. <laughs> no, actually, I don't. I play real sports. Not trying to be the best at exercising. <laughs> <laughs> Go find some interesting stories, ESPN. Stop trying to be cute and be clever and just bring us interesting stories. These ones aren't working. So far this year, I'm a little disappointed in the 30 for 30s. You know what? I lied. I said I had just one more Christmas wish for Santa Claus this year. I did lie. I do have one more. We need some more listeners here at The Daily Dose. I'm always going to want more listeners because we know the more listeners we get, the better things get, the better things go. It just becomes a better product. If you are listening right now, please share the show with a friend, with a coworker, with a family member. It just makes everything better. Santa Claus, I know I'm asking for a lot. I probably haven't been great this year, but I am asking you, please, 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 can you just bring a few of these things? Put a few of these things in my stocking. It would just make the world a better place for all of us sports fans. Hey, coming back, we still have a ton to get to today. Got to talk a lot of NFL. The NFL playoff races are taking shape, and I'll actually have a story in college football that I want to discuss. Got a couple of things we still need to get to here on the Daily Dose today. We do have a few stories coming out that I do want to touch on on this Monday. And I guess the biggest thing that I took from the weekend was just that the NFL playoff race is beginning to really take some serious shape after week 16. The New Orleans Saints clinched home field advantage and they will be the top seed in the NFC playoffs. Now, it wasn't easy. They had to do it with a 31-28 to win on Sunday over the Pittsburgh Steelers. And you know what's crazy? That loss... I mean, it puts the Pittsburgh Steelers on the brink of completely missing the postseason. Pittsburgh went from the number four seed in the AFC, clear down to the number eight seed. I mean, in a very, very short amount of time. Pittsburgh's not quite done. They need to beat Cincinnati on Sunday, and then they need to get some help from the Browns if they could somehow beat the Ravens. 
then I guess the Steelers could still get in. Not looking good though. But the New Orleans Saints will be the top seed in the NFC and the road to the Super Bowl will go through New Orleans. Also in the NFC, the Los Angeles Rams are going to be the number two seed and they will get that bye week as well. The Chicago Bears are going to be the three seed. The Dallas Cowboys will be sitting at the four. Now, next week in the NFC, we do have a few games that are going to have some serious playoff implications on the line. We know the Seattle Seahawks are going to get in. And what a job that Pete Carroll has done. And I know here on The Dose, we give Pete Carroll a hard time. And with good reason, because he's kind of a weirdo. Sometimes he makes really weird decisions. And sometimes you can just see he's really, really arrogant. But what a job that he has done with the Seahawks this season. I mean, going into the year, everyone is expecting Seattle to take this giant step back. They've lost so many players, especially on the defensive side. That team that went to the Super Bowl a few years back, that team is gone. That is over. Somehow, he has managed to rebuild this team into a playoff contender. I don't know if there were too many people predicting that. And tons of credit to Russell Wilson, because he has been the biggest part of that whole thing. Just survive on the first two downs, survive for the first three quarters, and then Russell Wilson will somehow find a way to make things happen when you need him to. But this next weekend, we do have the Minnesota Vikings trying to nail down a spot in the playoffs. And somehow, I don't even know how, the Philadelphia Eagles have rallied behind backup quarterback Nick Foles yet again, and they are still in the hunt. Now, if they could get a win over Washington, and if Minnesota were to lose to the Chicago Bears, I know the Bears have their spot already locked. They don't really have much on the line. But if those things could happen, Philadelphia could still squeak into the playoffs. You know what I'm starting to wonder? Because I watched a decent amount of that Philadelphia game on Sunday. And I'm starting to wonder, do the Philadelphia Eagles just ask too much of quarterback Carson Wentz when he is in? Because I'm watching the offensive game plan with Nick Foles. And it looks really different. It looks like they are not asking him to do nearly as much as they ask Carson Wentz to do. And maybe that's Wentz. Maybe Wentz feels like he needs to step up. He needs to perform and just find ways to manufacture points. And he just puts so much pressure on himself. I don't know, but Nick Foles goes in there. And all of a sudden, everything just looks really, really easy. The Philadelphia Eagles offense is all of a sudden clicking. And Foles somehow seems to be finding that late season magic. Can they get a little help next week? Can they take care of business? Could the Eagles somehow play their way back into the postseason? I don't know, but they're at least going to have a shot at it. Going to be interesting to watch the Eagles and the Minnesota Vikings next week and see which one of those teams can get in. What's interesting, though, is both those teams were heavy favorites going into the season. Now they're battling to see who can actually even get into the postseason. Keep an eye on the NFC next week. Over in the AFC, the Kansas City Chiefs are eventually going to be the top seed. They're eventually going to have home field advantage. But after Kansas City, it gets a little bit unsettled. We're not quite sure exactly how it's all going to go. I think the New England Patriots are most likely going to be the two seed. And they are also going to get a bye week. They can use a bye week, I guess. They can try to get everyone completely healthy. And with the loss of Josh Gordon, I suppose they probably need to bring another wide receiver up to speed to be playing in the postseason. We'll see if New England can find some of that late December, January magic and get going in the postseason. But the more interesting scenario to watch in this NFL season now, next week, 
we basically have what is going to be a playoff game taking place in week 17 because the Indianapolis Colts, who are red hot lately, go to Tennessee to face the Titans. And the winner is going to go to the playoffs and the loser is going to go home. That game is going to be flexed into the Sunday night game. And we basically just have a playoff game. The NFL playoffs are already upon us. Indy versus Tennessee. It's not really an official playoff game, but it sort of is a playoff game because whoever wins it goes on. Whoever loses goes home. NFL playoffs are already here. I can't even believe it. We wait all summer for these seasons and they just go by so fast. You know, we do also have a few NFL coaches that have either already been fired are going to be fired next week because the rumors are already out there. Yeah, you're on your way out. Of course, we know. The Green Bay Packers have already fired head coach Mike McCarthy, and it sounds like we have a few other coaches on their way out. They say the Arizona Cardinals are already going to fire Steve Wilkes. He's only had one season on the job. Can you already fire him? I mean, I guess if you've looked as bad as the Cardinals do, then yeah, I guess you do. The Denver Broncos are going to be firing Vance Joseph, I don't know who they're going to get, but they say Vance Joseph is already looking at going back to Cincinnati. And it looks like the New York Jets will probably be dumping Todd Bowles next week as well. I'm sure there'll be a few other surprises out there. You never know. After next week, next Monday, you just never know which coaches are going to fall. But one of the more interesting coaching moves we saw over this past weekend was when Oakland Raiders head coach John Gruden fired the Raiders' strength and conditioning coach, Tom Shaw, after he'd been on the job for just 14 games. Now, it was just last offseason that Gruden went and lured Shaw away from Tom Shaw performance where he trained athletes at ESPN's Wide World of Sports in Orlando. Gruden went and sought him out and found him and said, you need to come be my strength and conditioning guy in Oakland. He didn't even make it the full season, and Gruden has already fired him. This is kind of bizarre, but do you realize this is now the fifth strength coach that Gruden has fired in his NFL career? I don't know if he thinks he knows that side of the job better than those guys do. I don't know what that's about, but he doesn't seem to play well with those strength guys. But when you stop and you think about what John Gruden has done, Since he has arrived in Oakland, it's only been a year. I don't know why, it seems like a lot longer. But it's only been a year this time around. But think about this. He gets rid of two of their top players in Khalil Mack and Amari Cooper. Okay, fine. It hurts a little bit that they've gone on and had a lot of success with the teams that they joined. But okay, John Gruden is planning for the future. He doesn't see the future in those two guys. They cost too much money. Okay, so he jettisons them out. Whatever. We also have the GM get fired. Okay, well, the the GM, I mean, he had a lot of bad years. He had a lot of bad drafts, so maybe we can understand that. He has also basically broken quarterback Derek Carr. Well, Derek Carr might have been a little bit broken before, but I don't know that he's helped him a whole lot. He has also signed backup quarterback now, Nathan Peterman. Okay, what's even going on? And now he's even firing the strength and conditioning coach that he went and hired. And the bizarre part about the whole thing is that the Raiders are just like, I don't know. Let him go. I I think he knows what he's doing. Does he? Does John Gruden know what he's doing? At this point, John Gruden, his behavior is starting to look like, I don't know, the behavior of like a drunk dictator. 
I don't even know what he's doing anymore. At some point, I am expecting John Gruden to be like, hey, also, uh, we're going to put my face on the side of our helmets. And I was thinking maybe we'd change our name to the Oakland Grudens. What do you think? Or the Vegas Grudens? Maybe the Las Vegas Grudens? The Las Vegas Chuckies? I don't know. What are you guys thinking? That's that's where I'm going. I don't know what you guys are doing, but that's kind of where I'm going. Hey, I'll say this. John Gruden had better turn this thing around. He really better. Because there are a ton of eggs in this bizarre basket. And the Raiders franchise is basically just saying, okay, your behavior seems kind of bizarre, but we're trusting you to turn this around. I hope it all works out because some of the moves he's making are a little bit confusing. You know, one final story in college football that I do need to touch on, and I already know before I say it, I am going to get some pushback from people saying, you're just dogging on the pretend defending national champions. Quit being mean to the University of Central Florida Knights. But I'm not. I swear, I'm not. I'm not hating on them. I am just stating facts. Look, we all know how much Central Florida struggles with their strength of schedule. They can't get anyone to play them. The big schools don't want to take a risk by playing them and then getting beat. It's too big of a risk to take. So Central Florida is forced to play a really, really soft out-of-conference schedule and then just they have to hope and pray that maybe there's some chaos up at the top and somehow they could maybe sneak their way into a playoff despite their awful schedule that they played all year, even with an undefeated record. Well, it seems that we have a little bit of a change in the story now because it looks like the University of Florida entered discussions this last week to play the UCF Knights in a series. There was one catch, though. See, the Gators Stadium seats 85,000 people, whereas the Central Florida Stadium can only hold 47,000 people. So the Gators made this offer. We will play you three times, but two of those have to be in Gainesville. Two at our place, one at your place. But UCF Athletic Director Danny White said, hey, no thanks, we're not interested, we're going to find a deal that suits us better than that. Hey, if you want to be a big dog Central Florida, prove that you will play anyone, anywhere, anytime, any place. Playing Florida would help that strength the schedule, and I don't see too many other schools lining up to give you a shot like they did. You go beat the Gators in their place, at the Swamp. I can't imagine that's going to be bad for recruiting or bad for your strength of schedule. That might just propel you into the national playoff. Oh, and by the way, early signing day was last week, right? Central Florida was ranked 57th in the country by Scout.com. Just for comparison's sake, Miami was 33, Florida was 17, Florida State was 15. Hey, Central Florida, you can do whatever you want, but you can't keep complaining about how no one will play you. If you had a chance to play a top 25 team that could have helped your recruiting, could have helped your schedule, and you didn't take it. I'm sorry, but I'm not feeling all that bad for you when you pass up situations like that. Hey, no show tomorrow for Christmas, but we will have something special for you on Wednesday and for the rest of the week. I have to say thank you all so much for listening to The Daily Dose on your Monday. For all of you that do share the show, thank you so much. It is appreciated. And if you are not subscribed to The Daily Dose wherever you listen, please click that little follow or subscribe button so that you don't miss a single episode. Also, be sure you stop by tpublic.com today and pick up the freshest Daily Dose gear that we have over there. I have to say thank you to JSP. Could not do any of this without you. I will see you all on Wednesday. Have a very safe and a very Merry Christmas.